1: You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on the Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce Ng. Joyce, it's it's a wonderful day for Oscar. Oscar, Oscar?
0: We're not doing Oscar's playback. What are you doing? Oh,
1: yeah. Sorry. No, we're talking about our Oscar picks, though, Joyce.
0: Yeah.
1: Our early Oscar picks. Back in not, March. Not that early. No. But back in March we made picks right after the Oscars.
0: Yeah, um, on March fifteenth. And then we're
1: back. We're recording this on August 22nd. So it's a few maybe a week before Telluride is announced and all these different things. But we've got a good sense maybe of what we're gonna see in the fall, and so we're updating our picks. Are you excited?
0: I mean, they've already been updated the last couple of weeks anyway. On but the they're they're pretty different. I would think from what I had in March, which I did not bother going back to see what I had.
1: <laughs> I got to say, we're going to go through all the top eight categories. So best picture, best director, best actor and actress, supporting actress, supporting actress, adapted screenplay and original screenplay. I was pretty impressed with, at least on picture, how I've pretty, I, I, I have, still have seven of the 10 that I had in, in March, whether these end up being actually right. I think we did this last year. One of my movies maybe got in and I think maybe two of yours got in from March.
0: Well, also, how are we like counting things that are not this year?
1: I think we're not going to like, we're not going to take it. Are, are we penalizing L. ourselves? We're no, not going to take it now. We're just going to say tough shit. So, Blitz was one we both had, I think, in March. I Blitz mean, last
0: year, everyone had Killers with a Flower Moon. Correct.
1: And neither that didn't come out. And Blitz is another Apple movie that will come out next year. So, uh, We'll start with Best pick- I'm just going to go through them, Choice Best Picture for me. And then I'll give you... So I guess I'll do my March picks and my August picks. Then I'll tell you your March picks. And then you You're can You're going to surprise me, me with
0: what I had? How yes, good or bad. I have the list. How bad
1: I was. <laughs> You're not that bad. I have the list. But I didn't share it with you beforehand, which makes it even fun. So in March, I had Barbie. Good job, self. Uh, Blitz. The Color Purple. The movie Dumb Money. Dune Part 2. Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, and Poor Things. So of those, the only one that's really not coming out right now, as we record this, is Blitz. It's not scheduled for this year. Uh, Dune Part 2, people are still whispering that it might not come out. I'm pretty sure it's going to come out. Dumb Money is at a TIFF. And there you go. Uh, For August now, my updated picks. I have Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, The Color Purple in Dune Part 2, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, and Saltburn. So the three I dropped were Blitz, Dumb Money, and Poor Things. And the three I added were Anatomy of All, The Holdovers, and Saltburn. And I gotta say, it was really hard not to put air in there, Joyce. Really hard.
0: I mean, I saw air a week after we did this in March, and I didn't have air anywhere. And I was like, I really wanna put air somewhere. And now five months later, I still don't have air anywhere. Spoiler alert. I,
1: I feel like it's a great movie that people really liked. that's incredibly watchable and very timely for the era of we in where a Hollywood, Hollywood labor is on strike. And I think that people will appreciate the message of the movie and certainly in the industry. And itself. also Mad
0: and Ben's uh, production studio.
1: Correct. All of those things li- lined up really well for a, a solid showing on Oscar nominations day. That said- Until we see some of these other movies and see what falls out. I have movies here that I I have predicted that I'm not sure will stay in the race. But I'm going to keep them in there. And I think air is like right on the bubble of it could move back in or in uh, depending on how the rest of the season plays out. I don't think it's like automatically out, let's say.
0: Yeah, it's like very borderline in a lot of categories. Like I was really close to putting it into original screenplay.
1: Yes, and I could make a case for actor and supporting actors, which we'll obviously talk about as well. Uh, but yeah, so air was a tough one for me. Uh, and now I'll do, oh, that was maybe my 11th, let's say. And now I'm going to do your picks for March, Joyce. Boy, really solid stuff. Great job, Joyce. Blitz, which is not coming out. The Color Purple. Dune, part two. The Holdovers. Killers of Flower Moon. Uh, La Camera, Chimera, what do you think it is?
0: Chimera.
1: Chimera. Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, and Saltburn. So a lot that I added here, like holdovers and stuff. What do you got now, Joyce?
0: Now I have Anatomy of a Fall. Uh-huh. Barbie.
1: Okay.
0: The Color Purple. Yep. The Holdovers. Killers mm-hmm. of the Flower Moon. Maestro. Oppenheimer. Past Lives. Saltburn. And The Zone of Interest. I got rid of Dune.
1: Wow. So yeah. I also thought I would say The Zone of Interest I have represented elsewhere, which I guess we'll do soon in the director category. Uh, I picked one of the can movies. Anatomy Fall, One Palm to Ore and Zone of Interest was basically runner-up.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: zone of Interest is A24 and Anatomy Fall is Neon. Both are expected to be big critical faves. Mm-hmm. I just was like, not enough, sounds, enough
0: room for both.
1: Well, not just not enough room overall. So, Zone interest sounds like a, let's say, a, a difficult material. Yes,
0: yes. So, I was
1: like, I think Anatomy of a Fall, which seems more, and I haven't seen either of these, so, but based on what I read, Anatomy of Fall seems more like, if not a thriller, like a courtroom drama and a domestic drama, and like kind of like a lot of aspects of things that make it even if it's long, I think it's over two and a half hours,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, that make it like kind of like something. That is an easier sell than the zone of interest, which is about the Holocaust, but told specifically from the point of view of Nazis living near Auschwitz uh, and shown in very static shots, it seems, and long takes of their domestic life while the horrors go on around them outside the frame. Which sounds like a great movie, but I'm not sure it has enough broad academy support to maybe make it in. But I would say it's definitely in that like air zone of interest were also on my thoughts, at least, but that's a good one.
0: Yeah, I think it, I think the people who will love it, I haven't seen either of them yet either. But um, I think the people who would love the zone of interest would really love it. So I think it could have that passion to get it in. But also it depends on how loose the bottom tier is too. Right, right, so, exactly. And then like Dune, I just dropped because I I can see it just being like, you know like a sequel that does not perform as well as the first film like i think i'll still get a a ton of crafts and stuff
1: so So. i i thought that i've been like on the cusp on that one too and that was like the zone of interest air one like i kept it in just because i was like the see the first one was i mean had 10 oscar nominations won six oscars uh i have no doubt that all the crafts will still be in major play it just feels like an avatar to me where it's like I don't know, even, you know. But even do you say, like, it will
0: be as big as Avatar? I
1: don't think box office-wise it will be as big as Avatar, but I think industry-wide it'll have as much respect as Avatar and just kind of get in. And people are going to be like, well, I really liked it the first time. The second movie arguably will have, like, maybe be slightly better because at least it has, like, a resolution, right? Like, uh, so I, I kind of think that it would get in. I, I don't think it's, like, a guarantee. It feels like it could easily miss, like you're saying, especially if it's, like if it's at the bottom, you know what I mean? Like something like zone of interest, maybe you could get in with more passion. If there's a small, but strong minority of people who really like it. And Dune is like, everybody's like eighth or ninth. And then maybe it drops out, but I'm going to stick with Dune now just because of the overwhelming craft support I think it would get. And I think that would kind of push it in, but I don't think it's, if, if it got snubbed, that wouldn't be shocked, I guess.
0: Yeah. Like, I don't think um, having obviously not seen that either. Like, I don't, really think it will be like top five no so um yeah but it just you know it depends on everything else around it and how strong they are
1: and it, it could still move like the two movies that was like actually torn on two to you know, predict but i kept them in were dune because of the date and color purple i feel like is definitely one that could easily shift because it's like a late December release and it definitely needs the support of its actors because the cast is I think it's big selling point so if there's like still a strike or they're not able to mount the right kind of campaign for it uh I could see Warner Brothers maybe kicking that to 2024 but there's no real speculation about that I'm just like no Brothers.
0: I mean well a couple of weeks ago when the strike started it was an actor strike I think and one of the producers said like that because there was I think there was a report in like the times or something speculating that it could be moved, but the one of the producers that like it's staying, but you know who knows? That was a month ago. Um, I mean Oprah is promoting it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I mean like that's what I'm. I uh, I think it will still get in, obviously. But I was like unsure if it's not there. Obviously, I think that opens the spot. The other movies I thought of, like I mentioned, Aaron's Zone of Interest, which you had. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, I feel like people were really solid on for a while, including myself. I think when I first made my picks, when this Prediction Center opened in July, I had it in. But I don't have it in now. It feels like the enthusiasm for that kind of dulled.
0: Yeah, that was basically just for like a couple weeks in June after it opened.
1: I also think it's not as good as uh, the first one. So (laughs) I think that hurts. And it's like half a movie.
0: Yeah, uh, people are very mad about the ending, it, which didn't bother me, but...
1: I thought the ending was like the uh, one of the most interesting parts. I thought there, there was so much repetition in it that could have gone.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty to look at, so... Yeah, sure. But yeah, it's been uh, usurped by Barbenheimer, obviously. Yes,
1: definitely. I think Barbenheimer heard a lot of these movies that were on the cusp. The other one I was wondering was Napoleon, uh, Ridley Scott epic, that maybe he can get in on the back of its crafts, but... Like I'm not sure like again we haven't seen it only going on like the trailer looked pretty cool but it looked like something we've seen before uh, a little bit and this type of movie like like
0: another Ridley epic like historical epic that will not pan out
1: right I I love for it to pan I'm hoping it pans out that would be cool um poor things I had in and now I don't I still think that could be a contender but it looks pretty strange
0: yes it um it was always gonna be strange
1: yeah, I think the favorite was a little more down the middle as a costume drama, even though it was very arch. This looks like, like a Amelie directed by uh, I don't even know, Tim Burton. Oh. I don't. Know. It just looks very weird.
0: I I think it's good. Like they've, we know that they've embraced your already. Yes. So,
1: I'll give you another one that maybe is recency biased because it just came out with the first look, and you're gonna laugh in my face. But I was also thinking of Nyad. Because I'll have, I have that movie represented. You guys have those
0: pictures yesterday?
1: Well, I have that movie represented elsewhere, which I guess we'll do in a minute. And it the fact that it's like an inspirational sports drama, basically, it just feels like something that people will have a root, like will be a good, like an audience kind of movie, right? Like that people are like gonna leave feeling like thrilled with. And I don't think it's out of the question that it could like generate enough momentum to get in the best picture as like kind of an underdog story drama that gets in.
0: Well, so Netflix has a lot of stuff, that's but I problem. think it has a good Netflix spot because it's going to be on Netflix on, the, on November 3rd, right? right? I think that's a good date for it.
1: Like, I mean, I really think it could be like a Dark Horse Best Picture contender, especially if it's good. If, if it's not good, or if it's just like, if people are walking out of that movie, if it's when it just in a
0: net vehicle,
1: if it's just in an a net vehicle, people are like, you know, Annette Bening is great in it. If you start hearing that or seeing the tweets, like, boy, Annette Bening, just a, a, iconic performance, then you're Look like, not, her slim. <laughs> not not best picture. But if it's like, oh man, I really like that, like, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's like an air, like, kind of like an air type movie where you're going to leave it being like, yeah, like, hell yeah, old school drama, Hollywood drama, doing the doing the inspiration. I don't think it's off. It's not outrageous to expect it. Maybe getting a best picture nomination.
0: No, um, it, I think if it would be like if, if, yeah, I can see it being an, an audience, like a, a general public hit. Right. You know, and then that like, that has like the broad, it's like, it's very saggy.
1: Yes. It's saggy. It's uh Toronto-y. Mm-hmm.
0: So like, it yeah. could be
1: an audience award the winner. People's, or people's winner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so that it feels like all of that, or at least a rate like rank in the audience award right like for toronto maybe like runner up or third runner up and like maybe people start taking it more seriously i i I don't have it in for best picture though so i'm sticking with like the big big dogs as it were
0: i don't either um what i mean like i i mean we i think we both listed these alphabetically yes but what would you have winning
1: oppenheimer all the way for me same i think oppenheimer is gonna like it would take a for me right now on August 22nd, it would take a lot for me to think it won't win. I think it touches all the bases to me. Uh, It's a crowd pleaser somehow. It's a huge hit. Uh, It's filled with actors who are beloved from a director who's like at the right time to finally get recognized with the right material to finally get recognized. Uh, I don't know. It feels like both incredibly old school Hollywood and also modern because of the way it kind of like takes a critical eye on a lot of things about American politics. Uh, I just think it's like pretty set. I I have that. And I have Barbie too. I think Barbie could be a very strong contender as well. So I have Barbenheimer one and two in my, my picks.
0: Um, I don't have them one and two, but (laughs) I, I think Oppenheimer uh, can win. I, I feel like it, it shouldn't be, like looked at or pegged as like the the front runner right now or like heading into the fall like I think that would be bad for it and I think it's good for it right now that there it still has killers of power moon in front of it because I think that's what a lot of people still have or anticipating um you know once it opens in the fall Mm -hmm. but yeah I know I agree I think Oppenheimer has the the cross appeal that you need to win on a preferential ballot as well
1: Yes. It feels like a movie that everyone, like, I honestly have not seen very many people be like, I didn't like it.
0: In real life?
1: In real life, yeah. I mean, I think, like, people are, like, Barbie I think is, it, not not just from conservative hacks, like, Barbie is more, slightly more polarizing, I think, than, like, Oppenheimer. They're both very well liked. But I think, like, Oppenheimer was, yeah, like... Yeah,
0: and I think, well, because yeah. I think you kind of just know what to expect from Barbie in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, generally obviously you don't know like the plot details unless you've read the script but like with Oppenheimer yeah like you there is a version of that story where it's just a straightforward biopic which have been hella boring mm-hmm. and it would have not generated this reaction that it did or you know make you know almost 800 million at the box office right. with repeat viewings you know and for a three-hour talkie basically but like the way it's it's structured um is interesting and like the way he ties everything together thematically is amazing and just yeah like it the timeliness of it all and i think like you know like the past um like couple years like you, we've had or or like the 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 feeling is that like oh um you know like the the films that have been winning are like the underdogs of like that are feel good and there's like a rooting factor obviously Oppenheimer is not an underdog and it does not end on like an ostensible feel good note but I don't think it it ends on a downer either I don't think it's like bleak or like remote like let's say like power of the dog is right it's like, not it's remote like,
1: but it is not positive at the end. no it's not
0: positive like it's it's not feel good like no, like right. I said, not feel good but i think it's powerful like yes. you leave that movie talking about the ending
1: I, with people I'm, yes i i also think so i i don't i don't disagree obviously you can't it's hard to call oppenheimer an underdog because it made almost a billion dollars and it's like like Christopher Nolan movie, but I actually think being positioned with Barbie was like a great win for it because it is the underdog in that aspect, right? Yeah, it's it's, now
0: the highest grossing film never to hit number one. Right.
1: So it's like, it's always going to be running second to Barbie. And the fact that the actors all did that mass amount of promo right before the strike and now have been like iced, obviously, I think helps keep it like, even if it goes into the fall, like close to being a front runner, I think it's like tied with the killer's flower moon at the moment in our odds, or at least like very close behind or right a, a little ahead. Like, the fact that it's been, like, not as, it's just been being seen, but not, like, being, like, shoved down your throat, I think helps. Because then, like, if the actors start, if, if the machines start rattling up, you know, December, January, February, that'll be better for it, too, right? You know what I mean? Like, it won't feel like, oh, my God, yeah, we're still talking can, about this. Yeah, it can't
0: have, like, the target on its back right now. Yeah, I don't even know if people are even viewing it as... The one to be because i think people no. are still viewing killers of flower yes. moon that way yes. regardless of what the odds say
1: yes i think you're right
0: so um, but any other I mean, movie? Like, what i i mean like i i, I think like that that sentiment might change once killers of flower moon opens we've seen it killers yes. of flower moon
1: uh a great movie to think about and talk about but i don't think it's as successful as oppenheimer
0: i don't think people will be seeing it five times in a the theater like they are no. with Oppenheimer. No, so
1: um, any any other movies that you thought maybe were a best picture contender that we haven't discussed?
0: Um, what else do I have here? Hold on. Um, I uh, <laughs> speaking of like Napoleon and Ridley, Ferrari, and Michael Mann.
1: So get the big New York Film Festival bow. I'm not convinced that will make it, and I mean Michael Mann arguably hasn't made a movie that people have liked in many years. I, I enjoy his movies, like Black Hat. I liked all of his movies. I liked, but you have to go back pretty far to find a Michael Mann movie that was like widely embraced upon release. So I'm not gonna hold out. Yeah, I don't.
0: I don't I, have I don't hold that my breath. Either I, I maybe it could like sneak an actor. Like I don't know about Adam Driver, but like maybe Penelope Cruz. I don't know. Who
1: really tough. i mean here's his last here's michael mann's filmography of features 23rd 2023 ferrari finally i'm very excited i love michael mann so i'm psyched for this movie 2015 black hat was a calamity 20 2009 public enemies not great bob
0: that was your uh first date of your wife. yes
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's the date was good the movie was shit uh 2006 miami vice which i love but was not liked at the time. And obviously now has gotten like a second life online. 2004 collateral. So you have to go back to 2004 basically to find a movie that was like a strong Oscar movie for him. So not that, not going to hold my breath for Ferrari.
0: Um, how about next goal wins? It's finally coming out.
1: Yeah. Also not going to hold my breath for that one. Uh, I'll give you one that we didn't mention that another one I'm not actually sure if it's coming out is the boys in the boat, George Clooney's movie.
0: Uh, it, it it is supposed to be like Christmas, right?
1: Yeah, I think it's still supposed to. Yeah, it's, it's another still. inspirational drama.
0: I read the book like ages ago,
1: and like yeah. we 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 learned at, when we talked about the Tender Bar. God, I love George Clooney, but uh, his directing stuff is is sometimes hit and miss, or at least like not widely embraced by the Academy. Let's say.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, he just says good night and good luck.
1: Right. So, so. I'll, I'm excited for Boys in the Boat, uh, but I'm not ready to put it in there. I think that that is definitely the type of movie, though, that if it has the right push and it's good, could get, like, move very quickly up the up the ranks once it's screened. I mean,
0: you know I'm into it because it's Olympics. Like Right.
1: So uh, let's move on to the directing category, Joyce. So in March, I had... Yurko Lanthimos for Poor Things, Steve McQueen for Blitz, Swing and a Miss, Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer, Marty for Killers of the Flower Moon, and Celine Song for the movie Past Lives, which at the time was a real exciting Sundance movie, now available on VOD.
0: Yeah, as of today.
1: So So now in August, here are my picks. Greta Gerwig for Barbie, Jonathan Glazer for The Zone of Interest, Nolan and Scorsese, and then uh, Justine Trite, for anatomy of a fall try it how do you say that one
0: uh treat it
1: treat, treat. So. justine treat for anatomy of fall um and you so
0: I'm, I'm shocked you're not wearing your greta shirt
1: well it's too hot uh, wait until this wait until the fall
0: you could turn uh, on the ac <laughs> uh
1: people i thought of to put in here um celine song who i dropped i'm just like this branch is always very insular i think greta actually is maybe in on the in crowd and the fact that barbie was such a success and so much of her the reason it's a success is because of her directing i feel like she's in kind of almost so i dropped her um alexander Payne. i thought of putting in but i think the two cans uh successes will get in here certainly we've seen this branch go for like internationally international flavor and I just think like Nolan and Scorsese are going to take up all the white Gen X boomer male energy here. And so like Denny Villeneuve will not get in and uh, yeah, neither will Payne. And then I also thought maybe, and Bradley too would be in there as well. And then I thought maybe uh, who else? Let me see. Oh, Emerald Fennel. I thought, but I'm still not sure if Saltburn is going to be like that. Like, I like the idea of it. It seems like succession-y Maybe. Or like that kind of thing. So I'm like very excited for the movie. And she's obviously a past nominee, but I'm not sure if she would get in. I think it'd have to be like a really big deal for her to get in. So those are my five. Greta, Jonathan Glazer, Nolan, Scorsese. Uh try it. Treat. Mm-hmm. Try it. Try it. Sure. So you, Joyce. You're gonna
0: you're gonna just butcher that all season. Number
1: <laughs> once get it right. Uh you in March, Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer, Steve McQueen for Blitz. Alexander Payne for the holdovers, Alicia Roracker for uh, La Caméra, and Martin Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon. So, what do you got now?
0: Now, I have, uh, Jonathan, for Zone of Interest. Right. Nolan.
1: Uh huh.
0: Um. Alexander Payne.
1: Okay. Scorsese. Uh huh.
0: And Justine Triet.
1: Okay. So you have Payne and I have Barbie and Greta. Everything else yeah, is
0: I thought about Greta instead of Jonathan. Interesting. And then I didn't do it.
1: So you think Payne is like pretty set?
0: <laughs> um. Well, apparently I had him in March.
1: You did. So, so. good for you. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just going to write him as long as I can. Write us out. So... <laughs>
1: Uh sure.
0: I yeah, I can see Greta getting in just for like the the success of Barbie. Yeah. Right? Like I don't think she would win if she got in. No. So
1: that she's already gone in once I feel like puts her in the club, let's say.
0: You can have another Barbenheimer rematch with her. And, and- I
1: I really think that we're going to want that also. I think people are voting them Like they
0: both lost last time.
1: Right. Um G-G-G yeah everything else so Payne. i mean i thought Payne. like i said i think i just think there's not gonna go with him i think but we'll see i don't know the trailer looked fine looked good he's obviously had success as a director previously so it makes sense but i'm not sure nothing else everyone else feels like pretty set here i don't know
0: um i wouldn't say it's like set um i mean neither of us have bradley no, didn't get in last time.
1: So for Bradley and for Denny, that they didn't get in last time is why I don't have them in this time, basically. And I think that having Nolan and Scorsese there hurts Bradley and Denny.
0: Marty, who's also a producer on Maestro, correct? Yes.
1: Um, I'm very excited for Maestro. I think it's going to be good. Very excited to see Bradley Cooper and Stars Born rolled. So I'm always in for Bradley. I just I'm like I'm not sure. Uh. If he could get in with the with the way the lineup is shaken out, I don't think so. I, I dropped Celine Song because I'm like, I just think they're going to go with the international picks over the Past Lives Sundance kind of fave.
0: Yeah, it's it's like Past Lives is just a a, a quieter yeah. film, like very successful, obviously, um, yeah. at the box office this summer. Um, I think she'll get into screenplay. Me probably. too.
1: I thought screenplay was where she'll show up, but not directing, especially not with like Justine and Jonathan Glazer. I feel like it's just so I have it in for director, not picture. It just feels like something the branch would You're definitely do, do. Like
0: the the lone nomination, like Bennett Miller.
1: Yes. Or like David Lynch, uh, we were doing, what year was that for uh, a Drive? Wasn't he nominated yeah. for a Drive? Yeah. I just feel like this is like a great director nomination, uh, incoming, but maybe not picture.
0: Yeah. I just I went with him over Greta just because of how idiosyncratic the directors can Mm -hmm. be that branch so but i can see like if if greta like picks up steam you know during the season Mm -hmm. i guess they're getting in so who do you have winning
1: i have nolan winning same just feels like a ascendant uh i don't think so i I have Greta. i have nolan greta Marty, Justine, and Jonathan.
0: He going to have
1: <laughs> But I was like, I don't think Marty's going to win for Kills of Flower Moon. I don't think it's the type of movie he would necessarily win for. And I don't think, even though, I think if it ends up being, like, this is not, not if it ends up being, like, his last major movie, I think there's a lot of, it's very, like, it's a movie I'll definitely think about a ton, and it feels like it'll have a long life outside of award season, but I'm not sure it's the type of movie that he would win for now.
0: Um, I think people want him to win.
1: I think they do, but I just think that Nolan and Oppenheimer is going to be too tough.
0: Yeah. Like, I think it's, I mean, they're, they're such different films, so it's really hard to compare them. And yeah, Killer of the Moon is, is such a, it's a great Marty flake. Cause like he, there, there are, you know, elements of like a lot of his old stuff. Yes. It feels, too, you know
1: it does feel like that. And yeah. I think if you view it as like, whether or not it like, it's like kind of like Fableman's, it's not like Fableman's at all, but you know what I mean? Like, remember how Fableman's- it's not his childhood. <laughs> no, but remember how like Fableman's was like, oh man, if that like, Scorsese, uh, Spielberg had to be like, I'm not retiring, even though it felt like the summation of everything. Yeah, it, it's like, order. I'm just gonna
0: put all my like greatest hits in here. And
1: basically. I think that's what Killers of Flower Moon is. And not just in style, but I think in themes and a lot of the themes that Scorsese is kind of like, talked like done movies about again and again are very apparent here and those themes plus with the vantage point of being much older and like obviously someone who is like even just now like before like Robbie Robertson died and like one of Martin Scorsese's best friends and he talked about how sad it is like when people that close to you just are not there anymore so I think like he's got like a great viewpoint of the movie but I just don't think it's gonna be like enough to beat Nolan for Oppenheimer
0: yeah I think like Oppenheimer is more like of a an obvious technical achievement too yes you know um not that killers is not but um and I I do like the ending of killers a lot it's it's a big swing
1: love the ending and I think it's like something people will really be talking about a lot yes.
0: it's already been see. spoiled in one of the reviews yes. out of can and yes. people got very mad about that
1: Yeah, both those reviews that were spoiled have like now spoiler warnings on top it's really funny I went back and looked at them um, I I also yeah. think if Nolan doesn't win he'll never win this is like then he'll never get it and then he'll just be he's the guy who's not going to win and he'll get like a like an honorary Oscar at some point because if this he can't win for Oppenheimer it's hard to imagine him winning for anything
0: yeah, I think it just ultimately depends on like which film like they feel more passionately about. Right. Like in the end. Like is it Oppenheimer or Killers of Flower Moon? Right. Like I can see Killers being more the respected but not loved film. Exactly. This is so and I think also like we've seen the past decade in this category, like they've been giving wins to mostly to people who've never won before. Yes. Like obviously you have um Inyaritu and and Crone winning again. But
1: Del Toro. Like the
0: Daniels. The Daniels.
1: Like, Jane yeah. Campion. I mean, I think Nolan is more like Del Toro or Jane Campion.
0: Yes, obviously. Like he's he's a veteran. But yeah, it's um, you know, like they've they're not afraid to go to someone who has not won over a legend who maybe should have another Oscar.
1: Right. So. Um, this category felt like less, I mean, like in our odds, Celine song and Vinny Villeneuve are both in, but we, I have them both out and I think they're, you know, we just said like why we think they're going to kind of both be out. I don't think it, you know, Bradley obviously is a top choice. The only person we haven't really mentioned on the odds is a uh, Blitz Bazoule for color purple, but I'll waiting to see how that movie is before considering him more seriously.
0: Yeah. Because I can see the the film getting in without him.
1: Yeah, just seems like a you know uh, kind of thing that would like a new a newcomer relatively compared to like the people they're competing against makes it um,
0: How about Fincher for the killer?
1: So, I would love to see it. Uh, I think he could also get in as like a lone directing nominee for not ha- not having best picture. Uh, the movie sounds awesome and it seems like Michael Fassbender could be like really good uh, that's when I'm waiting to see the re- the reviews at a ca- uh, Venice for basically to see what people start saying before think- wondering how it'll play
0: yeah I mean the, the date is not bad either because it's on Netflix on November 10th right? right I think like a November date is good
1: always Uh, would so. love to see it I think he's like a dark horse like I said I think Emerald Fennel could be really if the movie is like great I think she would easily be under more in consideration you know so
0: um how about our guy ben
1: no even with air getting in for picture i don't think ben would get in uh but i do think it's a great he did a great job directing it but i don't think it's like a directing achievement that gets recognized
0: ian bradley are in the same boat
1: yeah um other people i thought of but i don't think it depends on the movies but like Jeff Nichols back for with bike riders. I think if that movie is like great, he could probably more in consideration. Uh, Ridley we talked about, but I'm like, who knows? Uh, I guess Um, that's about it. I don't know who else.
0: uh, I mean, well, we haven't mentioned May December because neither of us have it in Best Picture, but Todd Haynes. But I don't think so because they're just they don't seem to be into Todd Haynes.
1: No, and I haven't actually represented pretty well later here, but I don't think picture or director in the cards for it.
0: Um, How about uh, Sofia Coppola? I thought
1: of her too. And I think Priscilla could maybe be a contender, but knowing how Sofia Coppola makes movies. No, I would say no, but it's like, it's like like a man. It's not going to be like flashy Elvis biopic. Right. So it's going to be like more mannered and like stately. And I don't know if that like always flies, but I mean, it would be nice to have her in there, but I don't know. I think she's like on the second tier, probably. Not many other people like. Uh,
0: well, there's a. I don't. I don't think you'd be getting, it, but Miyazaki. Yeah, you know, that will be cool, but I don't think so. No, I don't think so either.
1: Uh, yeah, let's move on, Joyce. Next up is Best Actor. What a treat! In. March, I had Bradley Cooper for Maestro and Leonardo DiCaprio for Killers of the Flower Moon. Then I had Coleman Domingo for Rustin, Ed Harris for Long Day's Journey into Night, which is not out this year, so cross them off. And Jonathan Majors for Magazine Dreams. Oh, good job. Uh, so now I've got Bradley and Leo still. I've got Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers, Barry Keoghan for Saltburn, and Chilly Murphy for Oppenheimer. You had a lot of these people already in in March. Um, that feels like, this feels like a pretty, not easy category, but like, there's like five pretty obvious people plus Coleman Domingo for Rustin. The reason I didn't put him in is because I don't have Rustin in the best picture race. And I have these other five movies all nominated for best picture, but I think Coleman Domingo is probably sixth or fifth, depending on what you're looking at. Um, anyway, your picks in March you had Bradley and Leo Paul Giamatti, Barry Keoghan, and Jonathan Majors. So I assume you have those four again plus a new person.
0: Um, I do. I made very few changes. Yeah. Um, just one major change. No, no pun intended. Yeah. So I have Bradley, yeah, Leo, Paul, Barry, and Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer.
1: So we have the exact same five. Uh, I mean,
0: I've had this five probably since july sure yeah so haven't really changed it so
1: so barry we both have like afterglow nomination big leap up to the lead category seems to make sense right i mean yeah why would he not get in coleman is i think the people's choice and beloved actor who uh maybe is ready to make good i think we both have him represented in another category so he'll still be an oscar nominee this year in theory or next year, as it Yeah, were.
0: I think he, like, yeah, people want him to be nominated. And this is another one that was delayed from last year. Like, people were putting him last year, too, for Correct. Boston. Um, and it was pushed it this year. So um I thought about him, but I just, I mean, I didn't put him in, in March. So I was like, I'm just going to yeah. keep him out still.
1: <laughs> I took him out uh for Barry, basically. Um Yeah, nothing. I mean, like, this is another category. Like, we've seen last year, Best Actor was little loose, because we were predicting Tom Cruise to get in. So uh, this year also feels a little loose. Uh, So,
0: I mean, I don't think it's it's loose. There's just kind of, like, it's, like, top-heavy, I guess. And then we're just kind of, like, banking on, like, Barry and Paul to make it. So,
1: Um, like, I'm not convinced in a stronger year leo would get in i feel like leo would be like the viola davis here a lot of four fives i don't think there's going to be a ton of passion for him with the number one votes that said I have a really tough time finding literally anybody else who could knock him off so i have him in but i've toyed with taking him out
0: many His times is, is interesting because I, I i like him a lot in the film and it is kind of a different mode for him because he has to Um, Like, basically, you know, deal, like, juggle two sides, like, with De Niro and Lily Gladstone. He's, like, caught in the middle. Um, His best scenes are when he's ordering around, like, petty criminals. Really fun. It's great.
1: I love watching Leo... Be funny. Well, I love watching Leo be funny, obviously, because he's really good at it. And I love watching him, like, kind of be a weasel. But I've been thinking about the movie... I was like, he's kind of got, like, it's. I guess it's a mix of the two Departed parts, right? Like, it's a mix of Damon and, and Leo in Departed, like, because Leo's got to play, like, kind of yeah, double. Yeah, he, he
0: has to be, like, a little obsequious.
1: But I actually think, I was almost wondering, would it be a better movie if Damon was in that part instead of Leo? Mm.
0: And what, like, Leo would be an heir?
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, um,
0: I'm I I'm I not, don't like, know. I mean, I, I think, like, he... Yeah, I mean I remember when like the the reviews came out in May after the Cannes premiere, but you know, he got great reviews and a lot of people were like, "Oh, this could be number 2 for him." I don't think so. Like I don't have a problem if he were to win this as yeah, a second yeah. Oscar, sure. but um yeah, I don't I don't know if it's like like undeniable so to speak.
1: The IndieWire yeah. headline that was like greatest for porn's career. I I I have notes for David Ehrlich on that one. I think he's wrong. I mean but
0: like the part Wolf of yeah. Wall Street
1: and many but many other movies.
0: Once so, Upon a Time in Hollywood. So if you can I I can
1: think of like five or six movies off the top of my head uh that he was better in.
0: That's, yeah, like, and... he's, he's really good and I like him and I think um he he mm-hmm. will get in and Yeah. Um yeah. but then so then like in in March I just um did not predict any Oppenheimer actor at all because yeah. we know how um Nolan has struggled to get his actors in outside right. of Heath, obviously. Right. And this could have been like another Dunkirk situation. It is not another Dunkirk situation.
1: I, I have I have Chili Murphy winning.
0: Um yeah, I have Killian in first. Killian. So and um it's it's such a great performance. And it's not like again, like I think if it were another like road biopic he he would have like super baby scenes and be actually explosive like you know um no pun intended but it's it's such like a dialed in and modulated performance that he doesn't need those actual like yelling scenes for you to feel like the turmoil inside and like the gymnasium scene is just top tier
1: i i would say like if if x was y then it would be y whatever like i mean i understand what i'm saying is stupid but if this is like daniel day lewis we wouldn't even it would be a category we would literally never think about again because it would just be like of course he's gonna win and i think silly murphy is like as good as daniel day lewis in the, the best daniel day lewis performances like lincoln and there will be blood in this movie so i think like he should be very much at the front of this race and i think the only reason he's not is because he's an actor who we haven't thought of like that previously. Well,
0: he's never been nominated. And, um, you know, I mean, he's he's been around for decades, obviously. Right. So and this is his sixth film with Nolan, but his first lead, Yeah. too. And then, like, you know, he's been on Peaky Blinders for a decade, too. And, like, people are just discovering that that meme that they've been using for years is him. <laughs> so... Um, he's definitely had a breakout. Like, he's, he's, he's been... Like, Killian's been famous, like like lowercase f famous for 20 years yes but now he's like big time famous
1: i mean i think this is like a humongous performance and i think like like we're saying so my other five like leo i think is a good nominee i think if i think he could be in danger of getting knocked out because i don't think he's going to be like number one vote getter but like we saw last year in this race it wasn't like a lot of passion for anybody else i think colma domingo could get in certainly like we're saying but not convinced based on the strength of the movie Barry I feel like is an easy one. And then to win, I mean I was like Ch- Chilean or Paul, I guess, for holdovers, but I think if Oppenheimer is going to steamroll to best picture and it would be hard to deny Murphy in then. But I think Paul is like a good a good bet to really compete. He's fifth in the odds somehow, but having never won, I feel like there'll be a lot of like how has Paul Giamatti never won an Oscar?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think it's you know, like, we haven't seen it, so, like, who knows, but yeah. I think we're just kind of just banking on it, being, like, him being Paul Giamatti, and, like, that the movie is a different bent, like, you know, it's more comedic than a lot of these other films, so, and I think he's he feels like someone who well, he was snubbed for Sideways, and yes. then they give him a makeup nomination for Cinderella Man. That's still to this day his only nomination. I don't know if he'll <clears throat> go all the way. Obviously, we haven't seen the film, but um, he and and I, and I don't know if he's like like that type of like A list star who would get the career narrative either. You know, I right. think he need a lot of support, right? Um, especially if like the film is not like top three,
1: certainly. Certainly. you
0: know so and then like of my five the only films i've seen Oppenheimer and killers so and of those two i would i have killian winning so and i i think you i mean i said this to multiple, multiple people but i think i said it to you like after we saw oppenheimer i was like that performance killian's like it actually it reminds me of casey affleck's mm-hmm. in manchester by the sea yeah like it's um you know, it's, it's emotional, um, but it's, again, it's not loud, right, but no. you, it still makes you feel bone deep, like, what the character is feeling, you Absolutely. know? Absolutely. It's, it's a
1: great, great piece of work, uh, and yeah, we'll see, I mean, like, I, nobody else really, I mean, the only one I was toying with was, like, Coleman for Leo, but I don't want to drop Leo, so. Um.
0: Well, I mean, there's, um, Joaquin for Napoleon.
1: <clears throat> so, I think if, like, Napoleon ends up be, like, I'm basically out on Napoleon here, right? But I think it's on the cusp. It could be like picture director, actor very easily. Just depends on how it is. But right now I'm going to say no based on past Ridley performances with the Academy in recent history.
0: How about um, Kingsley Benadier for yeah. Bob Marley?
1: Going to say no to that one.
0: Not um, so coming out, It's coming out late. It's yeah. going wide in January. Yeah. And I feel like like that you know it could be like another i want to dance with somebody
1: yeah that's what it feels like uh uh anybody else here for you um, there's
0: there's tail you for past lives but uh i don't he's like second tier for me yeah
1: uh i think you'd have a better shot of fassbender or probably fassbender over adam driver but one of those guys kind of making a comeback here breaking in depends on the movie and then um, the one person i actually really wanted to put in But I have him represented elsewhere. Spoiler alert: Matt Damon for Air. But I think the type of performance in Air it's so good that I think it'll help him, similar to Coleman, get in supporting. And I guess we'll talk about that in a minute. But I thought Um, Damon in Air he should
0: he should get double noms.
1: He was great in Air, and I think he won't be nominated for Air, but he could be. Uh, I feel like people will be into Freud's last session with Anthony Hopkins. You never take Anthony you can't count Anthony Hopkins out.
0: He he could win number three. So
1: um, Paul Mescal for Faux mm-hmm. got that flashy Vanity Fair first look David Campfield treatment, but uh, not sure we need to go back to him right away. And he's got Strangers Among Us, uh, all of us strangers, excuse me. So that one he's more supporting in, but who knows? Um,
0: um, how about Koji Yakusho for Perfect Days?
1: Um, I didn't really think of that one. I'm perfectly honest. I had two other ones I thought of though okay. uh well, Jeffrey Wright for American fiction, I think okay, I think American fiction I haven't actually represented elsewhere. I think that could be like a thing. and I think Jeffrey Wright is like a beloved actor and his if the movie is good, we're gonna be like, oh wow, of course Jeffrey Wright should get in. um and I also thought of uh depends on the movie, but like Leave the World Behind has Ethan Hawke and Marshall Ali. It seems like not one that Netflix is considering as like an awards player, maybe more as an audience player, but those are legitimate force actors. So I could see if it's really good, maybe one of them getting like a little push.
0: How about um, Zach Efron in The Iron Claw? Very sad story.
1: Yeah, maybe that could be. I feel like that's going to be a movie people really love, but not a movie that Oscar would embrace. Yeah. So. Uh next up choice best actress well i made a lot of changes here from march i'll just say uh, in march i had a net for Niad, lily gladstone for killers of the flower moon jessica lang for long days journey into night greta lee for past lives and kate winslet for the movie lee uh now i only have one of those four remaining
0: your your future best picture nominee naiad
1: i have net bedding still in uh i do think she'll get in i really do uh i have sandra huller for anatomy of a fall i have carrie mulligan for maestro i have natalie portman for may december and margot robbie for barbie and i was on the cusp of putting in many other actresses uh including fantasia who is number one on our odds for the color purple uh, including emma stone for poor things uh including vanessa kirby for Napoleon. But that's what I ended up with. So I have those those five. Uh and you had in March Fantasia, Greta Lee, Carrie Mulligan, Sir Ronan for Blitz, and Kate it for Lee. So what do you got now, Joyce?
0: Now I have Fantasia. Okay. Annette. Uh-huh. Sandra.
1: Okay. Carrie. Uh-huh.
0: And Margot. Oh,
1: so we actually have the same four of the same five. Look at that. I'm actually surprised.
0: Well, so Lee still doesn't have a US distributor. Yes. Um that's so, why I don't have it in. I mean, it might get one in like 3 weeks, so. Yeah, I
1: could add a tip and then all of a sudden we put her in, right? right. Um mm-hmm. so I kept Fantasia out at the time I was like I know it's a part that gets just magnet for awards. But like I was saying, I'm not sure Cold Purple is going to have enough runway. It feels like there are flashier roles in the show, certainly, or maybe that Academy members would want. And I just am like, I'm not sure if she'll get in. And I didn't want to take out Natalie Portman, basically, because I think she's got like a compelling narrative, too. And maybe she gets in. But I guess Vantage I'd have like in sixth and I could see moving in, Um I'm surprised you have Margot Robbie and I'm actually happy because I had her in. I just feel like if you're well,
0: like do you feel validated because I have her? Well I do
1: a little, but my take was like <laughs> if she's if the movie isn't if you like the movie, you have to like she's actually quite good in it. And I don't I understand like Ryan Gosling steals the movie, but uh I do think like it doesn't work if she's not great, and so I kind of think she'll get in. Um yeah, I don't know. That was my take.
0: Yeah, I I put margo in because i feel like like she is great in movie and yeah like she she does have she provides the like you were saying the emotional backbone to it um like all her scenes with uh ria perman yeah and um like i think she will win the comedy globe easily
1: mm-hmm. yep
0: so, and I could see her like, you know, hitting SAG, like super populist.
1: It feels like she'll hit all the precursors and then maybe get in.
0: I know, or she could be snubbed. <laughs>
1: she could be snubbed, but I feel like we were, I mean, like people were p- predicting her last year from Babylon, which she was great in. But like, this is a way more easy, easy movie to, to digest, obviously. Um,
0: and so then my other thing was, is like, how many Netflix ladies will I have? So I have two. So I had three. And, and Carrie
1: yeah so I have three I think I think Natalie could get in because I think that the movie is the act like that feels like the thing that people took away from the can debut and while it might be tough for them to juggle all three, plus they have I guess more maybe do they have another one whom am i am I missing anyone or is it just those three really for them?
0: Um, I mean, they have a ton of
1: so many movies. I mean,
0: like are you are you thinking about like pain hustlers like Emily Blunt. Yeah, I mean
1: I guess Emily for pain hustlers are like VB the uh, what's her face? for fair play. My thinking was actually all three are enough different enough that they could all get in. Like they're actually not competing for the same kind of support. Right? Like Annette is like the veteran never one playing a here historic a, a real person and like a physically demanding role, like all these boxes checked, it feels like very I mean, easy. Carrie's
0: also playing a real person.
1: Carrie's playing a real person, but like a different kind of real person and maybe <laughs> like not as physically demanding, but also like more more traditional biopicky than maybe even Nyad. And then May December is like, you know, kind of like melodrama funny kind of arch Todd Haynes thing that like Natalie just Yeah. Created. And it's
0: about actors and she I, I haven't seen it, but like she gives a, a monologue. Right. In the film. Um, it'll be funny if she and Annette do get in because it'll be a rematch.
1: So, so right now I have Carrie winning. <laughs> but I I'm not sure that's right. Uh and I I don't know
0: see- who's winning this. Like I can honestly see Annette winning.
1: So I thought um, Annette, I actually the person I have in second place though is Sandra Huller for Anatomy of Fall, and thinking more of like She's got zone of interest as well. But I think like Anatomy of Fall is like the movie that people will focus on for her performance. And it just maybe feels like a Mary Cotillard type thing where it's like the international actress who is in a movie. It's not a biopic, but like there's n- not a real strong front runner among the others. I mean, Annette could easily win. It's like a lifetime achievement award, basically. And maybe she's great in the movie, but we've seen they're not super sentimental. So unless she actually is great in the movie, I don't think she would just win because it's her time. Um, but I put Carrie in first because I think Maestro is going to be a pretty strong Best Picture contender and I have high hopes that maybe it is Carrie's time, I guess. Kind of like, I don't know.
0: So you have Carrie winning from Maestro yes. and Bradley not winning anything from Maestro. Correct. It'll be like A Star is Born again because yes. Gaga won something. Correct. A Star is Born. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah, I don't know what who's winning this because I I just kept Fantasia in first just like I have to move on
1: so, so in our odds Fantasia and <laughs> Greta are one two I have neither one of them getting nominated and maybe that'll be stupid but I don't know
0: I went off of Greta just I I just felt like that it it is like a very quiet performance and so I I can see it just kind of like getting lost later on in the season if there's not enough support for it
1: It feels like the type of movie that needs a big fall re-push. And without being able to do so because of the strikes, it maybe is going to get that push too late because we're going to have a lot of these other movies premiering and people getting excited about these other performances. And they're not going to be top of mind on past lives when they're ready to start doing like the Vanity Fair, like Greta Lee interview and all these different things. So that's why I took her out
0: yeah i i mean i i i had her in like fifth anyway yeah and then it because i didn't I was, think she was winning even if she got in so if i
1: was going to take anybody out to put fantasia in i would take out portman but i'm not sure that i will do that until i see both of these movies <laughs> so or at least may december i think we'll have a better idea as it screens more widely um emma stone for poor things
0: um, I had her for a couple weeks and then I just got rid of her.
1: How about Kaylee Spaney for Priscilla?
0: Um, maybe? I don't know.
1: Could be, how about, right? How
0: about Vanessa Kirby? Is she even lead in this, Napoleon?
1: I get the sense she is and I think people really like her and want her to get nominated, but not sure. Depends on the movie. Like I said, like I could, I could add, it, add it to the list of potential Napoleon nominations I don't have a getting. Uh, Saoirse Ronan for Faux?
0: No, but, you know, five months ago, um, I had her for Blitz, so.
1: <laughs> I will say the the first look of that made it sound like that's a, the, the Saoirse show. Very uh, dramatic stuff. But I get the feeling the movie is a little slow and small. Haven't seen it. Haven't seen many of these, like we said. Um, yeah, not bad. I mean, pretty solid category. And I don't really know who's the frontrunner, even though it's Fantasia in our odds. I'm not sure of that if you started asking. I, I think now. that's
0: also because, you know, like enough people predicted her at first. So then yeah. she was in first. And then when future people were doing it, it's just like, like, I mean, that's kind of what I did. I'm like, I, I can't spend too much time on this. Right. I have to move on.
1: Best Supporting Actor, Joyce. Uh, Completely different list, list for me. Yeah, totally different. I went f- off all five of the people I had in March. In March, I had Ben Affleck for the movie Air. Harris Dickinson for Blitz. Ben Foster for Long Day's Journey Into Night. Corey Hawkins for The Color Purple. And Jesse Plemons for Killers of the Flower Moon. Swing and a miss. So now I've got Matt Damon for Oppenheimer. Robert De Niro for Killers of the Flower Moon. Coleman Domingo for The Color Purple. Robert Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer. And Ryan Gosling for Barbie. Uh... Love these. This is my favorite category because I love all these performances. Uh, haven't seen Color Purple, obviously. Uh, and then in March, you had Willem Dafoe for four things. De Niro for Flower Moon, Coleman Domingo for per- Color Purple, Jesse Plemons for Killer's Flower Moon, and Michael Shannon for the Bike Riders. Respect the game Oh, joke. wow. I don't think you have him now. So what do you got now?
0: I do not. Um, I have Dafoe. Well, De Niro. Okay. Yes.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I have a lot of Ds here. Just yeah warning you defoe de niro domingo
1: uh-huh downy yeah
0: and then gosling so four d's and one g
1: <laughs> so we have four of the same five uh not bad you so you 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 kept the foe the only one you really changed or you you added gosling and, and i dropped downey. yeah and
0: Downey, and, and downey. i dropped us uh so- i thought about i thought about doing double oppenheimer i think if okay so like jesse is is not getting in
1: for having seen the movie no offense to jesse uh he's not really in it very much
0: yeah yeah um you know he he's good in it does his job he has a very funny line that i laughed um at but he he just he comes in very late and then just is he's the fbi guy and like that's basically it yeah so, um, so I think if you're gonna do or predict double noms here for a film, you should lean Oppenheimer. So I did think about that, which would still give me another D, because so, I would just replace Defoe yeah. with him. Um, I didn't do it yet because I was also like taking an overview of all my picks, and I felt like I didn't have a lot of variety in the films of my acting nominees because I have a lot of films getting multiple nominations. So I was like, I will just not do Matt right now and have one fewer Oppenheimer acting nomination and do Willem Dafoe or poor things. Sure.
1: Uh, My take for Matt, I kind of mentioned this before. He's so great in air and similar to Coleman Domingo. I think having the two performances will help get the one supporting nomination. And I kind of think, even people who are lukewarm on Oppenheimer are like, man, I love it. Once Matt Damon shows up at rules and him coming in there and just stomping through and being like no fucks at all. Uh, it's just a great- It's, it's a also great a meme
0: now, so. Yeah,
1: it's, it's a great performance and totally like an energy that nobody else in the movie brings. And so I think that coupled with air, coupled with Matt in his like kind of character actor, you know, middle-aged dude kind of level now- is like would probably get in and especially if the movie is as big um yeah i I I
0: would i would have matt in there if it's like clear that he's going to be the coattail
1: yeah it just feels like such a one it's so fun he's like such a fun performer i
0: also think um you know he obviously enters like for the second act for the los uh, alamos Mm -hmm. scenes and i think that's when many people like fully engaged into the movie like I know some people have not trouble but like they're they're not as engaged in the first act because it's just kind of like the origin story of Oppenheimer right yes and then maybe if they were not expecting a non-linear timeline but again you're going to a Christopher Nolan movie I don't know why you're expecting a linear story so but if they're like if it takes them a little time to settle into that format in the beginning like, I think once they see, like, Matt Damon come in as Groves, it's like, okay, now we're going to build a bomb.
1: Yep. Uh, totally agree. That's why I have him in. I just think it's, like, wonderful. And and before we saw Oppenheimer, I was like, De Niro, man, could win. And now I think De Niro's in third, because I think it really is going to come down to Robert Downey Jr. and Ryan Gosling. And I have Downey winning, because it just feels, like, so obvious that he would win for this and get his first Oscar.
0: So also, I mean, I, again, I didn't have any Oppenheimer actors back in March at all, but uh, like if I were, or if I were to do one back then, I would have done Matt and not RDJ back then, just knowing who each of them were playing. Cause like, I knew that like Louis Strauss was the guy who took down yes. um, Oppenheimer and like he you know, like chronologically in history would come in at the end. Like he's not actually part of the building of the atomic bomb like Groves right. is or like he's not part, you know, he's overseeing everything. So if, but, you know, obviously I didn't know how Nolan was structuring the story. So like the way that structure of like the the dual perspectives and the dual timelines, like he is like um, Strauss, uh, Strauss is the, the secondary character, like the second largest character there, like with his own perspective, basically and then you just see how their lives converge and how they destroyed each other too and like that and like the way because it the story is not linear like that like he is throughout the film like he's not just coming in at the end there for a couple minutes like jesse Plemons is in killers and Flower moon and he actually has his own arc and storyline and then the the heel turn if you're not aware of history at the end you know so and yeah, I think he has, like, a lot of the right ingredients to win, like, veteran, beloved, um, if, if you know, he's able to campaign, like, just totally lovable, charming, charismatic, he'll give great speeches. It, and it feels right. Yeah, and it like, and this is like, I think we talked about this, I don't know, in like one of the Oscars playbacks, I think, like, you know, he's done with Marvel. So he's like, quote, unquote, acting again. Yes. And I feel like a lot of people are happy about that too.
1: Because his comeback really dovetailed with Marvel. And so like, he was great in like, we talked about like, uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and like- Zodiac. You know, Zodiac. And then he comes back with like, Iron Man and Tropic Thunder in the same year, gets the Tropic Thunder like goof nomination, but then is like not really heard from again because he's making Marvel movies. And it felt like we were well, ready- he did the judge. Oh yeah. I forgot about that one. Here comes the judge uh but again not really seriously considered in like an awards movie since like maybe zodiac and tropic thunder basically right like i mean like so like it feels like we were ready to they were ready to give him an oscar one of those early years and then never did because the stuff was more populous but now back in i don't know it feels like a slam dunk to me that said i could easily make the case for ryan gosling winning uh, i think he's like clearly the best part of barbie and it's an amazing performance through and through uh, but I just feel like it is more like the Robert Downey and Tropic Thunder nomination, and Downey is more like the Heath Ledger and Dark Knight nomination, and off we go. But
0: I, yeah, I really, think Ryan really... would have a, a harder time winning because it is an entirely comedic performance. Correct. Like he's uh, amazing in it, more, and one of his panel version, panels. his version of Push will for sure be on my Spotify Wrapped at yep. the end of the year. So yep. I don't, I'm not sure about. I'm just Ken. That's good, but I prefer Push.
1: Push so. is great. I do love I'm Just Ken. Future Best Original Song nomination, hopefully. Uh, I,
0: I would rather that win than the Billy song, but.
1: Uh, man, it's so, it's just, it, it's one of the great, I honestly think it's one of the great comedic performances of all time. I think he's so funny. Literally, What do you, what do you think?
0: Else. Do you think he'll be lead at the Globes? Yes. And Definitely. win
1: that? And win, Probably.
0: Um, I can also see him like hitting everything and then like missing the nomination at the end.
1: I would I would just frankly be shocked if he missed. I don't think he'll I think he'll hit everything and get in. Um,
0: um but yeah, I don't I don't think I mean it would be awesome if he were to win, but I don't think he's winning. And then like De Niro, I I love De Niro in Killers of Flower Moon.
1: One of his best performances in decades. Multiple decades.
0: He is so funny. <laughs> he's
1: perfect in it. And I actually think he's got like the best lines and mm-hmm. he's got like It's a it's an absolutely amazing De Niro performance. I think in any other year, I could make the case for him to win, but against Downey and Gosling, he's only in third. But I think if it was like another year, he could easily win.
0: I also don't know because I think uh, again, like similar to Marty, like a lot of people want him to win again, right? Want him to win a third, and but I don't know if that sentiment is like among the industry or like Academy members. It's like like we already know he's won Oscars, and. I think they also know that rdj has not won one right you know and it's like i don't i don't like i as much as i love de niro in this film i don't think it's like another undeniable performance either
1: no it doesn't it's not but it is his best it's definitely his best performance in like very long time like i said like i'd say yeah like
0: i I think it's better than irishman and silver linings
1: yeah it Uh, actually combines the stuff he does well incredibly well so it's he's so fun I think it's actually like very funny because Mm -hmm. you forget that De Niro is like really funny maybe sometimes and like not in like a corny way and he's so sinister and he's got like the Irishman like kind of bit plus the silver lining kind of bits mixed together
0: maybe yeah like he and then because of you know his interactions of certain people like he has to like in certain scenes like you know he's he's so sinister and threatening, and it's like venomous, right? Yeah. Yes. And then like others, it's like completely sweet. Like it, he gets to do a lot in yeah. the role, and then his interactions with Leo are great. Wonderful. Um, it's one.
1: It's wonderful performance. I have no, no negative things to say about Deniro and Flaherman. When he yeah, is so, good. I'm just,
0: I'm just not sure if there is like, like, like an urge to give him a third one. It'll also be his second in supporting. He'll have he would have one in lead and two in supporting two. And then it it kind of reminds me of like the Irishman year two, because you know he he was like getting snubbed in places. And then people are also like, oh it's fine. Like he'll still get in and like he never got in.
1: Well that's why I think he'll get in, but I don't think he'll no.
0: Make. Yeah, like I think like I, I think he'll get in. Um but yeah I'm not sure about the win and Again, I think like Oppenheimer is like the the more like broad appealing film. Mm-hmm. Like I do think when you watch Killers of the Flower Moon, like you will come away really liking De Niro's performance. Definitely. It's great. So it's cool. like I can see it coming down to the bobs. Yeah. And Jamie Lee Curtis will slowly read Robert De...
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Uh in our odds, John McGarrow for Past Lives is in fourth. I thought of him, but I'm out on the movie a little bit, so I just think it's a little too small. But I think a lot of critics' groups will go for him. Yeah. Um Samuel Jackson is in, in sixth for the piano lesson. No, no, no proof that's coming out this year at all. So uh I would temper my expectations. Charles Melton is the person I thought of, seriously, for May, December. Um, but I think in this particular year, it's going to be hard for a newcomer to break in when you've got, I mean, my five are Downey, Gosling, De Niro, Coleman, Domingo, and Matt Damon. It's like, is Charles Melton going to knock out one of those guys? Coleman is a newcomer, I guess, but not for maybe an awards nomination, but he's like a very beloved actor who's worked for a long time with everybody. He's an Emmy <laughs> He's going to lose. Uh, anybody else here? How about Dominic Sessa for uh Holdovers.
0: I thought about him and I feel like he's like a a, a case of a co-lead going supporting because he's like the kid.
1: Yes. And then how about Tom Hardy or uh, our boy Shannon for for Bike Riders?
0: Well, obviously I dropped Shannon.
1: I think both of them would warrant consideration if the movie's great.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like uh, Jeff stuff, so I think I love the movie.
1: Jacob Elordi for Saltburn?
0: Mm, I didn't really think about him but how about um uh glenn howerton for blackberry i feel like he'll get a lot of like critics notices yes
1: people are very high on him uh, i still haven't seen that movie sorry um how about uh jeremy allen white for the iron claw jw's got a bunch of movies this fall fingernails as well
0: yes so you think he'll he'll get awards this winter for seasons one and two of the bear and then an oscar nomination for the iron claw
1: i don't but he could. One person I really want to put in that I can't, Christmas Cena for Air. Just gotta mention one of the great fuck you performances of all time. So there's
0: a lot of like great supporting performances in air and Oppenheimer. Yeah. But you could fill out this whole category with Oppenheimer dudes.
1: You sure could. Benny Safty.
0: Yeah, I lo- Benny was great. David um, I love Casey. Casey's Casey. is different. great. Like he's just, oh my God, like so sinister. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, Jason Clark. Clark is great. Yeah.
1: Clark also great on my favorite show that no one's watching, uh, Winning Time. Absolutely killing it.
0: I, I still haven't started season two yet. I, I know. Sorry to Jeff.
1: Jeff Perlman is <laughs> rightly said the show is in danger of cancellation. Please watch it. And I am doing my part and talking about it.
0: You're watching it live too. I
1: am. It's a great show. Uh, this is a fun category. Uh, like I said, I made a difference on all five. Supporting actors, Joyce, I only switched three. So go me, I guess. Uh, In March, I had Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer, Danielle Brooks for The Color Purple, Viola Davis for Air, Taraji P. Henson for The Color Purple, and Saoirse Ronan for Blitz, RIP to Blitz, which is now a 24 movie. Uh, And now in August, I've got Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer, Lily Gladstone for Killers of Flower Moon, Taraji P. Henson for The Color Purple, Divine Divine Joy Randolph for The Holdovers, and Julianne Moore for May, December. Uh... Took out Danielle Brooks for The Color Purple. Don't feel great about it, but I wanted to put Julianne Moore in for May, December, and I think she could coattail in on Natalie Portman as well. Uh, in March, you had Danielle Brooks for The Color Purple, Lily Gladstone for Flower Moon, Taraji P. Henson for The Color Purple, Rosamund Pike for Saltburn, and Isabella Rossellini for uh, Lot Chimera.
0: Oh, Isabella. Yeah. Oh. And now... Oh, now I have Emily. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Danielle, okay. Lily, Taraji, and Dave Vine.
1: Okay, so very close. Yes. Uh, I got nothing. So you moved
0: you moved Lily from lead to supporting. I did. Um,
1: absolutely supporting. I know maybe there's still... yeah. I think I that. think
0: there's still I think a lot of like just like like film Twitter. I guess like people who haven't seen a movie. Um. I think a lot of people want her in, in lead, but um, you know, me walking out of the movie, I was not confused or debating whether she was lead or supporting.
1: Not even a little bit.
0: To me, that was supporting. Can she go lead? Sure. I mean, anyone can run in whatever category they want to. So um, but to me that was like a that that was a supporting role in the film.
1: Absolutely. I agree. Um I was torn on Divine Joy Randolph really too, because I was like reading, I don't even know, idle speculation that her part's not super big in Holdovers, but it also feels like she has like the emotional, like part in the movie. Um, So I, I kept her in. Um, I took Danielle Brooks out just because I didn't want to color purple. I was kind of thinking of like maybe overthinking, but I was like, it feels like what if this is like women talking where we had two women talking represented the whole year and, and then no- nobody. <laughs> nobody got in. And I'm like, if they don't really love, love the movie, like, would it actually get two supporting actress nominations when there are other performances and movies that maybe they like more? Um, So that was why I took Danielle out. But I kind of think she would be sixth. And I guess I would lose Julianne Moore. Not sure if Julianne Moore is the person who would get in in place of her. Um, But other people I considered, but didn't put in. Viola for air, certainly, who I had in previously. I rewatched the movie. It's such a great movie. I just think... I don't think she has enough to get in, even though I love the movie. Oh, uh,
0: I mean, I think she has enough. It's supporting, like she has enough to get in, but I don't. I I just think, you know, like Air came out early and it wasn't like a huge, huge smash, you know. So it'll, it'll need another, you know, lifespan in the fall um, to really push her in. And also depending on like how these other films do. Like I thought about only having one color purple lady too, but I didn't know which one to drop. So just kept them both.
1: Um, The other person I was thinking of adding was someone who you had previously, which is uh, Rosamund Pike for Saltburn. But
0: yeah, I got rid of her for Emily. Emily coming for her first nom, finally.
1: It feels like Emily will get in for Oppenheimer. She's great in the small part and obviously has like a huge moment towards the end. So I think like that'll be enough to get her in.
0: Um, you would think so. So she has not had the best luck, no. but I, I do think she finally has, um, a vehicle to get her there.
1: I'll give you other people I thought of, but didn't seriously consider until we see the movie. Certainly Jodie Comer for bike riders. I've heard anecdotally that she's great in it. I mean, why not? Uh, Jodie Foster for Niad as a coattail for Annette, especially if that kind of pops as a best picture uh, contender, I think could get in uh Carrie Mulligan for Saul Burn
0: Joyce any hope there I think that's like like a cameo basically from what's been said
1: seems likely uh two people I would actually really like to see in the race uh Rachel McAdams for Are You There God It's Me Margaret one of the great performances of the year uh not sure that movie has enough juice to get anywhere I think
0: she's in she's in the same boat as Viola but like even lower (laughs)
1: Yes, uh, but she's a, just a wonderful performance. I think she's so good in it. And I think you can't, even though I don't think she should get in, you can't discount America for her for Barbie uh, because she's got like the show pay- showcase moment in the movie, basically. But I don't know if the humans are served as well as the other characters.
0: Well, I don't know if like voters care about that aspect. I like, I don't think they're thinking as deeply about that, whether or not sure. the humans were uh dimensionalized in the sure. film um like if they're just reacting to that speech so but um um, yeah I I don't know I I feel like she's kind of like one of those people who like you were not expecting to have such a moment in the film going into it and then it's like a surprise and it is you know a great moment for her and is like the the inciting moment in the third act you know for the Barbies mm-hmm. and um. So, but it also feels like she could be someone who, like, just just could just peter off. Like once, um, we get into the fall, and then like Barbenheimer is like not top of mind anymore. Mm-hmm. You know. So like, I think like she is obviously running third behind Margot and Ryan here. Like like third priority. Yeah i think she's like i think people just see like are just surprised by what she was doing in the film sure
1: uh in our I odds mean, she
0: did, she did, yeah, she's also in dumb money your your former best picture nominee
1: yeah not 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 expecting that one uh the top five in our odds are lily taraji danielle brooks emily blunt and julianne moore devondra randolph is in sixth so,
0: so who do you have winning
1: i have lily winning but I'm not sure if she will win. I'm, I guess it seems like very obvious that she would win. It feels like it was preordained It can that she would win. And people have just kind of given up thinking about this category for now.
0: Well, no, I think some people like think she might be in lead. I mean, she can still be in lead.
1: She could. They haven't decided, obviously. But I mean, it seems like she would be very much if she switched to lead, it would very much be like Michelle Williams going lead for Vailman's.
0: I think even like less so. Yes, Because I think like at least like Michelle and Fablemans had like some moments to herself were um, or like extended moments to herself. And I don't really like I remember there was like a point in Killers where Lily was going to do something and I was like, okay here we go, like a big scene for her. And then the scene was over in like 30 seconds. Yes
1: um I have um, Taraji in second I think if color purple is like great and big I think it'd be an easy to imagine her winning so
0: I think I have her in first right now right yeah I don't and, know.
1: and I would easily put Daniel Brooks in as well if if color purple like pops
0: yeah um yeah and I, I mean I can see Lily winning um and she is you know like I think they've they've already been kind of like angling her like since can like like she's like the heart of the movie right like that's that's kind of how they're spinning it and, and she is you yeah. know like I,
1: it's it's just a ready everything has just been like kind of boxed up perfect narrative everything is great
0: yeah um, um so i can see her winning and it it is a a great performance i i enjoyed her the most in the first act
1: yeah um it would be great like i said if there's like surprises here i don't know but right now this is what it feels like and I didn't want to go too heavy color purple like because I was afraid of the women talking thing that we did last year where we had like multiple women talking nominees. Plus I, just, I think, oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: Like I, I just didn't, like I feel like May, December might not be strong enough to carry like multiple acting nominees. Maybe,
1: maybe.
0: I mean, I don't even have Natalie in, so.
1: Right. But I then I'm
0: like, I, I guess I could have kept Rosamond, but again, I didn't know like which color purple woman to drop. Right. So.
1: Uh, next we'll do the screenplays, Joyce, and, uh, not bad. I can say, at least for me, adapted first. We, in March, I had Barbie, Dumb Money, my fave, Killers of Flower Moon, Long Day's Journey Into Night, and Poor Things. Uh, so Long Day's Journey Into Night, not out anymore. Uh, and see in 24, maybe I'll predict it then. Uh, and there you go. Now, I have american fiction which i talked about earlier is like a long shot um but i do think it's cord jefferson who won an emmy for Watchmen, and uh i think based on a uh book and just all good things and seems like something that might be really good hopefully I'm, ex- I'm excited for that movie at least i have barbie killer's flower moon oppenheimer and the zone of interest in march you had barbie the killer Phillips of Flower, Moon, Lee, and Oppenheimer. So I imagine you have like a lot of similarities there, at least oh. three of them, I would hope.
0: Um, I have Barbie, mm-hmm. Pillars of Flower, Moon, yep, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, and Zone of Interest.
1: So you went to uh, Zone of Interest. You went to uh, Poor Things and I went off Poor Things. That's funny. But uh, mm-hmm. same three there in the Zone of Interest as well. So we have four of the same five. I have my wild card and you have... The more obvious probably correct poor things so that's good
0: um yeah i mean like we we have barbie here but we don't it could be original or it could be i think warner brothers would try to push for original
1: i think they should push for adapted
0: well i think based on like the oscar rules like i think it would be an adapted but it it's the tougher category for it to win
1: I actually, I, I mean, is it? The, I I think like I think it could easily win adapted, but I don't know if it could win original against like the ones that I have nominated for original.
0: I think it went original because I think because like again, if like Oppenheimer is winning best picture or what whatever is winning best picture, you're gonna favor the best picture winner.
1: Yeah, I guess sure. that's true. I guess so. Um, we'll see.
0: Unless you're unless you're gonna have Barbie winning best picture.
1: No, but I have it in second uh what else Zone of interest again there's
0: uh there's dune
1: so i thought of dune but no i think if i was going to drop american fiction as a long shot i would put poor things back in because like just seems like obvious that like tony mcnamara would get in here for that uh
0: there's um spider verse
1: i thought spider verse but i think the fact that it's not as good as the first one hurts it it would have been an easy i think it would have been an easy nominee if it was actually a better movie um the killer i think purple a color purple i really wanted to pick are you there got it to Me, margaret as well here but like i said uh not not high and top of mind but i think it's a great adaptation of a very popular and beloved book i think so it could win
0: or like get some like critics awards
1: i also could see getting it like wga Maybe yeah things like especially
0: if like, like ineligible
1: correct so i mean like i don't think it's like far off of the race but i
0: could get scripter
1: Mm-hmm. I just don't think it, it would be great if it got in. And I think with the right campaign, it really could get in. But I guess we'll see. And then for original Joyce, in March, I had Asteroid City, Blitz, Maestro, Past Lives, and Saltburn. And now, I've got Anatomy of a Fall, The Holdovers, May, December, Past Lives, and Saltburn. Uh, so sorry to those men, Maestro and, and Asteroid City. Uh, in March, you had Blitz, The Holdovers, Maestro, Past Lives, and Saltburn. So not bad. What do you got now?
0: Now I have Anatomy of a Fall,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Holdovers, May December, Past Lives, and Saltburn.
1: So we have the same five. That's the top five in the odds as well. Um,
0: I thought of, this is where I thought about Air because I was like, should I do Air instead of May December?
1: so i'm i'm higher on may december than you and i have it in basically because i think it feels like where we get in actress and script but if it's not well received or like kind of like fizzles out i think air could easily get in here it's got the great cost sorkin cosplay script so why would it not get in um also
0: like a great like i mean not like narrative whatever but you know just like alex humbery like madden ben they they gave him sole credit, even though, you know, they're like, this is your first script. It, like it was a spec script and yeah. obviously they did their own passes on it, but they wanted to pay it forward. Yes. For him. So it's like a great story too.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, And you dropped Maestro. Uh,
0: I guess I did. Yeah. Sorry, Bradley. Um, I mean, you don't have it either, right?
1: I don't. I dropped it too. Yeah. I think it could get in, but I think, like you said, I think air is a better bet uh, together. I mean, I just
0: thought that I haven't seen it, so like I mean, at this point, I'm going off of things I've seen and you know promotional material that's been released. Yeah, exactly. So,
1: um, to win, I, I actually care. think I I have uh I think I have Saltburn winning.
0: Um, I don't know what I have in first. Past
1: lives and holdovers are first and second in the odds.
0: Yeah. Oh, I have past lives in first, huh? Um. Uh,
1: I think if Sawburn is great I think it could be a solid best picture nominee and stronger best picture nominee than past lives so that's why I put it in yeah um but I guess we'll see those are the top two and holdovers obviously would be like an easy kind of like I
0: mean well I remember you last time not having holdovers because it was not written by Alexander Payne
1: correct but then I watched the trailer and I was like fine I also think people think it's written by Alexander Payne and that'll probably help too.
0: I think, yeah, I think there definitely will be people who think I, that.
1: So. so I think people are going to be like, I love that Alexander Payne, what a great writer.
0: Name check. Um,
1: uh,
0: there's, what else is there? There's there's Rustin.
1: So uh, sixth in Arad is Maestro, seventh is Air. Eighth is Asteroid City and ninth is Rustin. Rustin is big and good. I think I could get in here. I think I could get in actor, but I'm not banking on it. as being as a big deal
0: um yeah, like I I can see it just like everything I've heard about it is is like focused on Coleman
1: I I think a person I would keep my eye on is uh Chloe Dumont or uh, Domont. How do you say your name for, for fair, fair, Play. fair Play. uh feels like a cool. Screenplay yeah. nominee potential.
0: That was a a good trailer they cut.
1: Great trailer. Seems like a really fun talking point movie. That's like kind of a throwback to like the eighties and nineties. Um, seems like the type of lone nominee here. Like, I guess I would put it in the same boat as like Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Kind of as like a probably will get like other screenplay nominations this year, but on the fringes and maybe as a contender depends on how much they could push it.
0: Um. There's there's Priscilla. How is that original? I don't
1: know. Fingernails, not... I think, could be good. Sounds like an Eternal Sunshine-esque drama. So if that ends up being good and big, I think that could pop here. Uh.
0: Yeah, there's... Down here, there's Bob Marley's in 15th
1: yeah no how about the iron claw here
0: that's an 18th right above priscilla which is in here for some reason
1: i I think fair play would be the one uh they're showing
0: up which was you know yeah i don't think so though no perfect days i'm just like scrolling now chevalier remember that last year or two
1: so many years of chevalier yeah the many years of chevalier
0: Mm-hmm. blue jean
1: 13th. yeah it seems a little small
0: yeah um yeah i mean like how do you live that's in 13th sure Ride is in 12th is it Well, i'm just reading what i have in front of me so it hasn't been
1: updated very much i guess uh so you can go make your picks now if you're watching this and update to give us better odds to look at certainly uh Joyce, i got an email that we could read already getting oscar emails slugfest gold derby.com it's a great place to email us and we'll read them on our show hi joyce and chris this is my second time writing in this is frank uh i've been loving the content i have a few questions but don't feel like you have to answer them all frank i'm not going to read them all just tell you that right up front Joyce, I'm wow. only reading a couple so of rude I'm just reading a couple of these. Maybe Frank will save a couple of these for later. Is there any chance Ryan Gosling rides Barbie's wave to a win? I, I was rooting for him for La La Land, but knew it wouldn't happen. His other nod was for Half Nelson, and I know the nom was the win there. I remember you guys said that the Academy tends to not award handsome young men. I believe you were talking about Leo at the time. Do you think that's a big contributor as to why he wasn't taken seriously as a winner for La La Land, or did they just not love the performance? I love that performance but I think it was uh, I'm not a
0: big La, La Land person but I just don't think Casey was losing that year
1: that's the problem I don't think it was anything against Ryan I think it was yeah. just like a steamroll and I think we might like we had just said might be running into that again with Downey uh who seems like well on his way
0: yeah um I think this t- it is funny he brought up like the the young handsome men thing because remember when ryan was cast and then the internet was like he's too old to play ken because he's 40.
1: <laughs> awesome <laughs> love the yeah. internet it's never not bad yeah uh his second question joyce was why do you think people are over predicting killers of flower moon by having a winning best picture when the irishman didn't walk away with a single oscar food for thought there i guess
0: well frank has frank seen killers of the Moon*? i don't know um or is he just going off of the over
1: maybe he's just going, of going off of the,
0: yeah uh I mean I think because it's just you know it's Marty and it like you said like it could be his like final big film yeah and I mean I think you know well no this time last year we we already knew it was it was not coming out um but you know uh last like spring early summer it was heavily predicted to to win when people thought it was coming out in 2022 yes, so I think it's like no matter what year this movie is coming out it's always going to be predict to win
1: I think there's always the Marty I don't know if it's tax is the right word but there's always the Marty you're going to get the Marty boost always going to expect him to get multiple nominations and be a favorite to win
0: yeah and I think if like he were making this like 20 years ago it would not be the case it would just be like another I mean like Gangs of New York you know like people were waiting for it and it was delayed you know for like a year and everything um but it's like i i don't think there's this like desire or or want for him and the film to do well as much because like you knew like he still had like decades of work ahead but i think it's like the fact that he's 80 you know and he's made those comments he's like he now finally feels like he's like mastered the craft and he's running out of time it's like you just you you want this for him and you want him to have another oscar and you want the film to do well So I think that's why it's being quote over predicted.
1: Um, I I think it's like a time. Like I said, I'm very excited to see it again. And I think it's a movie I will think about a lot mm -hmm. in terms of like what it means for Scorsese's career and like what he's saying for many years after like the Oscars. But I'm not sure if that's enough for me to predict it to win multiple Oscars.
0: Yeah, I kind of I need to see how like the general public responds to it. Yeah.
1: I think that's fair oh so,
0: like we already know how you know some critics have responded to it very favorably coming out of Cannes, which was also expected yeah so I mean I don't expect a bad movie from Marty either and I and I really like I enjoy the film a lot yeah. but I also don't think like it's a long film and it's not like quick like Oppenheimer is either
1: that's the that's a part of that's one of the reasons I think is like I think Oppenheimer's movie that will play obviously like there was such a perf- uh, Push to see it in theaters and like the Nolan formats and all that stuff. And it's been like a blockbuster in IMAX and 70 millimeter, but I think it plays, it will play really well no matter where you watch it because of the pace. And I think Kills Flower Moon, I am dubious of how it will play at home versus Oppenheimer, let's say.
0: Yeah. And like Apple and Paramount are obviously, you know, behind it theatrically.
1: Yeah. It'll be in the theater for a
0: while. So, so that's good. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. But again, I, I don't know how many people will go rewatch it multiple times like they're doing with Oppenheimer. Right. I will. You know? I'm
1: going to go see it again. So. I'm a weirdo, though.
0: <laughs> I mean, uh, the, the sound thing is 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 also, like, a, a big deal. It's Adobe yeah. for killers. So, but, yeah, I, I think, uh, like I said, like, I think it's good for Oppenheimer that Killers of Fire Moon is still viewed as the one to beat, you know.
1: I, I think you could end up thinking, like, It's going to be competing against Oppenheimer or Oppenheimer is going to be competing against Flower Moon in almost every category. You could argue that it's, I mean, visual effects aside, I think Oppenheimer maybe gets in visual effects, right? Because of like the practicality of it and the, but I'm like sound, like you were saying, I think Oppenheimer has got to be like front runner there, even though we can't predict this, but I mean, Kills Flower Moon sound is incredible. Uh, Score, I think both Flower Moon and Oppenheimer would be very well represented there uh
0: production design.
1: <laughs> production design for sure and i think actually Kills the flower moon might have the edge there uh editing i think definitely oppenheimer and thelma would be you can never count her out but i don't know if it's too long that sometimes is a ding and then she won't get in but i think
0: and then the and it's also like kill the flower moon is straightforward
1: yeah and cinematography so. i absolutely think both will get in so i'm like it's gonna be competing against oppenheimer or oppenheimer versus Kills the flower moon and like maybe eight or nine maybe categories right i mean like picture, yeah I, director, like,
0: so actor. I, I think it could get like killer flower moon could get 10 nominations just like irishman did i think it could win one at least unlike irishman i don't know what it could win like a craft
1: or lily gladstone
0: people, yeah most
1: people would say that would be their yeah one. but i'm like picture director adapted screenplay actor Supporting actress, supporting actor, uh, score, cinematography, sound, production design is 10. Both Oppenheimer and and Flower Moon, I would have for 10 right there. And then I think editing is 11 for Oppenheimer and maybe also Flower Moon. And then 12 would be visual effects for Oppenheimer and not for Flower Moon probably. (laughs) I mean, that's like a crazy amount of Oscar
0: nominations for these two. Yeah, like they're basically in every category yeah so,
1: costumes so it'll be, it'll be interesting
0: if, yeah um <laughs> i can see i mean both their costumes are great i mean like killer Moon costume like all the osage costumes incredible
1: i mean i definitely think that'll get in i think Oppenheimer could be one that doesn't get in for costumes because it's just men in suits and maybe people don't take that as seriously but it's great costumes
0: yeah great costumes beautiful costumes beautiful great costumes. gowns, great um, beautiful, beautiful gowns. <laughs> and yeah i think like it will be interesting like to see if they get snubbed in any of these well
1: i think that'll be a big tell on oscar nominations day of which like even like with
0: the guilds so yeah um Um, but yeah i I don't think it'll it will go home empty-handed if that's what frank is
1: i don't think so either i think flower moon will definitely have yeah but i think it is
0: i think that's why it's it's the the ostensible frontrunner right right now because it's the marty factor Right. Like, I think if, like, another director made it, I, it probably wouldn't be, like, in first. Or, you know, so heavily predicted
1: to I, be in first. I bet you that's true. Last yeah. one of Frank's here, I'll just give you, because I just thought this was interesting. I love thinking about this in sports, so it's always fun to have it in, in movies. Uh, when I see articles that ask if anyone can ever best Catherine Hepburn for Wins... Do you think it's fair to compare her four victories to contemporary actresses' success? Hepburn was from a time when there were not as many movie stars, independent studios, etc. I kind of think Meryl Streep or Frances McDormand's three wins are a bit more impressive because of the amount of content they have to compete against. Nothing against Catherine Hepburn, but one of her wins was also a tie, so I tend to feel like Streep and McDormand are the best of the best. What are your thoughts?
0: Frank doesn't like ties.
1: No. He's not in the Critics' Choice Awards, voters, I guess.
0: The... I mean that tie also happened because they uh, prematurely made Barbara Streisand a member, so she could vote for herself. Yes. Um. So, so are are we supposed to drag Catherine Hepern right now?
1: <laughs> well, no, but I was I was thinking more like it's tough to compare eras. Yeah,
0: like com- tough to compare eras. It's like, like like Jordan and LeBron.
1: Yeah, Jordan and LeBron, or like Shohei Otani or Babe Ruth. I'm like, it is yeah. like. It's a different, it's a different sport, and it act. I think the entire Listen, industry.
0: I, I mean, you know me in tennis. I, I got to live through three goats simultaneously. You know, I also grew up with like Sampras and Agassi sure. too. But you know, I wasn't really around for like McEnroe and stuff. I was around
1: for them but, and Sampras and Agassi. Those yeah. My- mm-hmm.
0: Um. But yeah, it's it's hard to. I mean, I remember when Pete Sampras retired twenty years ago at the U.S. Oh. Open. Um, after winning his last US Open in 2002 and the the thinking was like wow, like 14 slams like that's going to be tough to beat I'll be, on the women's side, you know, stuffy at 22 mm-hmm. in the open era, mm-hmm. but it's like man tough to beat and he was probably thinking of that too not to project my feelings onto Pete Sampras, but now we have three guys so with at least 20 <laughs> it's but true. it's also, it's like yeah. they didn't really play, like Roger Federer played Pete Sampras in 2001 at Wimbledon beat him and everything, but it, yeah, it's hard to compare, especially when they, like in sports, when they have not played against each other. Yeah. Either it, And it, then it, acting is a completely different thing because it's not, art is not competitive either. No.
1: And it's, I think different styles of acting are more valued in different eras. I think like Catherine yeah, Hepburn.
0: and especially about the Oscars too. Right.
1: Like Catherine Hepburn style of acting, I'm not knocking it at all, but it's completely different than like what Frances McDormand or Meryl Streep is doing, right? I yeah. would say. And, and they're, even they're like now- yeah. like someone like Carey Mulligan I don't think they're do like I just think it's all different it depends on your era. So I do think his history is valuable in a lot of ways for like looking back and being like oh how has historically things performed or what has been liked but I don't think especially like you said it's not competitive in acting or movie yeah. or art. It's just it's I, your but,
0: personal preference. <laughs> yeah,
1: but I do think preferences change a lot over time. So I I think I don't think I think it's actually harder now to win multiple Oscars than it was when Catherine... I do think that's true. I think it's harder now to win multiple Oscars or you need to be special in a certain way to win. Well, it's Oscars.
0: also like with, with her too, like she won her first one in the 30s and then she won two and three back to back in the 60s. Right. Um, and then her last one in the 80s. So there was a large gap between one and two.
1: And I think you could say that for Meryl too. Meryl winning... Yeah, well, she, was
0: a, she had a large gap between two and three.
1: But Fran, I think is like incredibly impressive yeah brand had
0: a large gap between one and two and then a very small gap between two and three
1: right and not not something
0: she benefited like for three it was just like chaos that year you know like
1: it was and i think she benefited for from having like the best picture front runner basically but it's interesting to think about i don't know i mean
0: but i i don't think like they're Consciously thinking about like we can't give someone a third Oscar because that was also what was holding people back from predicting Fran too because it's like she just won her second right. one right like if they like that performance if they like that movie like they'll they'll vote for it like that's they're not gonna stop voting for someone because they won very recently so they didn't stop you know themselves from voting for Katherine Heigl when she won the year before right so um. But yeah, I mean, obviously there are a lot more actors
1: <laughs> and a lot more stuff,
0: and no, no studio system either. So they could pretty much do whatever they want. They could also make their own films, produce their own films. Um, but, but I do think like I don't think the Oscar voting preferences in in those categories have changed that much. Like I think we still know what appeals to voters, right? So.
1: Uh, that's it Joyce so this was a lot of fun so we said we're gonna this is our our Oscar preview we're gonna come back to the Oscars in in a few weeks I guess right we're gonna do a couple more after
0: all the fests yeah
1: so we this is August 31st when you're watching it we're gonna do the Emmys on September 7th and September 14th and then into the Oscars we go I guess and see you later Emmys in 2024 or December maybe what fun this is great I love these picks. I can't wait to look at them again in, at the end of the, uh, we'll look at these picks, I guess, at the end of uh, when we do this next.
0: Well, I don't, I feel like they wouldn't change that much now going forward.
1: No, probably not. We'll see. Maybe one or two. Uh, all right, Trish, this was fun. I'll talk to you later. Bye. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at goldderby.